Hey guys, welcome back. Episode 6! I didn't remember for a second. Yeah, this is episode 6. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm sitting here with my bag of cookie dough. Yes, that's right. An entire bag of cookie dough. Homemade, heavenly, delicious cookie dough. Don't yeah. sell it short. It's really good. Eric makes it for me. It's gluten-free, and it basically is just gluten-free flour, butter, and sugar. Very healthy. It's brown sugar and white sugar. Yep. And we mixed in some oat flour this time, which is good. A little more healthy. Basically what I said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're delicious and um i'm feeling stressed out about this episode a little bit because it's such a big topic and i don't really feel qualified to talk about it i don't know we're going to be talking about how to love yourself part one because i realize this is such a huge topic that we can't really cover it in one episode so um i was thinking about just the ways in my life that um i have learn to love myself more and kind of broke that into some main categories but I digress I have cookie dough here to help me because it's a big topic and I'm definitely not perfect at it no one is um but I guess I just wanted to share what we've learned over the years what I've learned and why I don't hate myself anymore pretty much well since you're drinking water I think we should start the day off with what are you eating I'm drinking water because it's only noon, um, and we're going out on a date tonight with my fam, and I'm really excited. So I'm saving myself for the wine, or the, what's it called? The beer wall? The wine wall? The beer wall. Beer and, it was beer and wine. We're going to a restaurant that has like a wall of taps, and you can pour it yourself and pick what you want. So I'm very excited about that. If they're still open and they allow you to pour it yourself. Eldorado Hills is still open. I it's know, just, but... COVID just shut down Sacramento, I think. Hopefully they still let us pour it ourselves. We'll be good. Either way, we're going out. We're going on a date with family, and it's going to be really fun. We do something called Sibling Saturday, where once a month, me and all my siblings get together, and we have like a fun date, because I have a little brother, a little sister, and an older brother, and his wife is pregnant right now, and it's just really fun to hang out. We did it a ton before COVID, and then we took a couple months off, so we just started doing it again, and I'm really excited. Last month was pumpkin carving, and this month is pizza and wine. Pizza and beer. And outdoor fire pits. Yes. Nothing better than that. So nice. Oh, and we're leaving the baby with grandparents. Oh, yeah. Second week in a row. Second time ever. I think we're going to do great. It went so well last time. I think this time's going to go great, too. And they had had a lot of fun, too. So I think it was perfect. She's a pretty chill baby. If she's full and has milk in her stomach, she's a pretty happy camper. I think it'll be good. So, um, yeah. What am I drinking? Water. What am I eating? Cookie dough. What are you drinking? (laughs) A truly hard seltzer. Yeah, those are really good. They're hydrating and, like, I mean, I think maybe, I guess they're hydrating. They have water. It's they're like easier to drink. water. Easier to drink than More a More hydrating so. than wine or something. They're really good. They have really good flavor. I'm Sweet. a big fan of the truly wild berries. I'm saving myself for tonight, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> You're saving yourself. That sounds so weird. You don't know. That was last night. <laughs> All right. Um, highs and lows from the week. What do you got for me, Bib? The low, which actually probably should be a high, was having Wednesday off. It just felt so weird to have a yeah. middle of the week day off. It and was then realizing weird. you had work the next day. It was just, I felt like I got robbed of a day off. Well, and what happened that day? Hello? I don't remember. <laughs> you put your cat down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a low too. <laughs> you held him as he took his last breath. Yeah, I... Uh, That's a I, low. I've 
put that memory deep down inside so that I don't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he was 10 years old. He was a great cat. I got him when I was 20, and I had him for about five years until I got married because my wife's allergic to cats. So he stayed with my parents, and my mom gave him the absolute best life of any cat I've ever heard of, seen, anything She was that cat's personal masseuse. She'd pretty much bathe him every day, rub him every day, be at his every beck and call. He was spoiled, and... He also yeah. brought them a ton of joy. So it was just the perfect little balance. And he lived a really good life. He had a brain tumor and had to be put down before it exploded. Yep. It's definitely emotional. It's hard seeing your parents cry, especially when they don't cry a lot and they're <sighs> not like emotional. It's, I know. It's I hard. hate seeing my parents cry. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Because I'm like, it, it's kind of like if you saw a peacock walking down the road. And you're like, I don't, I, I want to touch you because I feel like that's what I should do, but I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know what's happening. That is so confusing. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I was more thinking that your whole life you're growing up in there consoling you and helping you not to cry. That when the ter- field is reversed, it makes yeah. it not necessarily hard because you just have to be there for them just Parents like they are just for you seem like so untouchable and strong they just seem like they have everything together all the time and so totally what can me the younger person offer sometimes you know yeah totally well i thought it was really cool of you since i didn't want to you you put him down so that was your low yep what was your high tonight's gonna be the high yeah. I'm excited to go out to dinner. The wall of beer is a lot of fun. The wall of beer. <laughs> and I get to try all of some new stuff. Plus, there's also stuff that I love. And last time we were there, I got to tell some other people, hey, you should try this beer because it's phenomenal. Well, that's true. They have your favorite beer on top. And they just it lets me socialize. I get to talk to people. Yeah, I know. We don't get to do that a lot nowadays. All right. What about you? Highs and lows. I didn't forget this week. <laughs> Um, My high would probably be, I got these really nice new slippers that I haven't taken off like all week. The bunny rabbits? I'm obsessed with them. It feels like I'm wearing rabbits on my feet and they're amazing. They're from Target. They're really fuzzy little Sherpa slippers and I've never even been a slipper person, but these are the best. She literally sleeps in them. No, I don't. (laughs) Every time I put my feet in them, it makes me happy. My feet smile. That was stupid. Um, another high would be... Um, I went on a run. I went on a run and went the furthest that I have like since forever. I stopped. I love to jog. Not like really far distances, you know, maybe like a mile or two. But I just love the endorphin rush. I love listening to my music, being in the fresh air. I haven't been able to jog since I was like maybe four months pregnant. I had to give it up about four months. It started to get really uncomfortable. All the jiggling and the weight in my middle. Um, And so I haven't really ran since probably like June. So I was really excited and um, I practiced running last week. I ran like 500 feet and was winded and I was like, whew, that was invigorating. Um, (laughs) So today I decided to like actually try and I did two loops around our neighborhood which is like almost a mile and a half yep I was really proud of myself well it sounds like from working out you were really just loving yourself oh, I know really topic of the day working out is a really great way to love yourself um I haven't talked about my low 
What would my low be for this week? I had a really hard day yesterday. I felt really depressed. It was really gloomy and rainy and gray outside. And um, I started my first period this week postpartum, which was so stupid. I'd say that would be the low. That would probably been, be my low. It's been a heavy week. I think that's why I felt so crappy yesterday. So all week I've just felt really low energy, really bloated, really tired, um, really just like sad. I don't know. I forgot what it's like to be on your period. It's been 11 months. So I'm sitting there on the couch, like tired and sad, like trying to figure out why I'm dying. Not to mention you were cleaning the house, making dinner, taking care of a seven week old baby. Like you are very valid to be tired and exhausted this week, especially since being on your period. Yeah. You just saying all of that made me tired. (laughs) It was a long week. Yeah, so that was probably my low. Feeling really crappy, not remembering what periods are like. Not missing them at all. And just not feeling like myself. But I'm hoping that this next week my mood will start to get better. Hopefully my period will end. I don't know. Everything postpartum is really just kind of a shitstorm. You never know what you're going to get. Things are wild. Your body is crazy. Everything kind of goes haywire and you just take it one day at a time. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> no clue. <laughs> um, yeah, so today's topic was chosen by the people for the people. By the viewers. Um, I put it on my Instagram, what you guys wanted to hear. If you wanted a podcast on how to love yourself or how to stay motivated. And um, it was a close one, but how to love yourself won. We're going to probably break it into like two different episodes um, and we will get to how to stay motivated because a lot of people actually ended up voting for that one as well. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, his versus her contest. I think she chose the how to love yourself and I chose the how to stay motivated and sadly I lost. So we're we'll talking about how to love yourself. I think that'll actually be a really good one because that I don't that's that's lighter to talk about and easier to talk yeah. about than loving yourself. I think so. Especially like I was talking to you about before we started with this is someone with my personality type, it's hard to step back and love yourself because you're always giving and trying to love on others. Mm-hmm. Totally. You often neglect yourself, I think. Yeah, that's really easy to do if you're a giver and if you're like a lover of people or an extrovert, it's easy to kind of forget and neglect yourself. My makeup looks really good right now. Yeah, you're looking hot. Look at this. Look at mama. She's on fire. Um, how to love yourself. Well, that was good. I just loved myself. Um, all right. I don't even know, uh, you guys. I just I feel so intimidated by this topic because I don't have it all together and I don't always love myself. But I wanted to bring to the table what I do know and the things that I have fought to find out and grow in. And uh, I would say that one of the main ways that I have learned to love myself is through acceptance. I think that that is a huge key component and that without it, it's really hard to grow a lot in your self-love journey. Um, Acceptance is huge. Um, I wanted to read you guys this Bible verse that really helped me start to discover acceptance, like self-acceptance, um, and it's Romans eight ten in the Passion Translation. 
It says, now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. And I remember reading that verse uh, one day at work and it just like rocked my entire life. You are fully accepted by God. Um, I think a lot of us feel like we are unacceptable, like we're rejected, like there's parts of us that aren't lovable, that aren't accepted. And to hear that I am fully accepted by God in each moment, in each season, whether I'm struggling or I'm doing great, being fully accepted, not just partly accepted, not just accepted on good days. That was um, very interesting to me. And I realized if God can fully accept me and he's perfect and and, and whatnot, then I should be able to fully accept me as well. I think that's the hardest part is, is he fully accepts you where you're at, no matter how low or whatever you feel every day. It's every day you wake up full of acceptance from him. And yeah. I think everybody would feel feeling rejection or struggling to accept themselves is just a beat down from earth, like from the people around you, from, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your parents rejected you or maybe you had yeah. a bad day at work and had to deal with some people that rejected you or something like that. It's, yeah. It gets hard to accept yourself when you're struggling with rejection everywhere else. But I think recognizing that you wake up every day is a new day and God says, I accept you is huge. Yeah. Rejection is a huge part of my own personal journey. Um, from the time I was really little feeling rejection and then throughout my life, it just seemed to be this pattern of, um, it kind of followed me. I felt like there was a lot of instances where rejection just kept, um, breaking my heart and really making me feel unlovable and unseen and unacceptable. And that can really like break the human spirit, feeling like who you are at your core isn't good or isn't loved or isn't worthy of being loved. I think that that's probably the definition of shame is feeling like there's that you're not doing something wrong, but that you are wrong, that you are bad, that at your core, you are just not enough and that you'll never be loved or accepted. And I felt like I kept running into situations that just reaffirmed that belief in me. Yeah, that's, that's deep. I think we should all just take a second to say, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. That actually was one of my main mantras when I was working through my inner healing journey. Um, that mantra really stuck with me. I really love like having little mantras. I have cards where I'll write things that come to mind and I have them on like a spiral, um, like a ring clip where I can spiral through them every day and have my own little mantra book thing. So one of them that I sat on for a really long time, sometimes something will come to mind, like I am accepted or I am loved or whatever it may be, and I'll just think about it for an hour or a day. But when I just, when I heard this one of I love and accept myself, it became my mantra for like months. And I think that um, whatever it is that you think makes you rejected by others or unlovable to others that's where you'll reject yourself as well so for me I know that I struggled with anxiety really bad my whole life and I had a panic disorder and generalized anxiety disorder 
And I always felt like that disqualified me from being accepted or being loved because I felt like I was faulty and there was just something wrong with me at my core. And I know that people with addiction, people with eating disorders, people with abuse backgrounds, they feel the same way that there's this thing that you think makes you uh, rejected and it's because that's where you've actually rejected yourself. Um, so I kind of just rejected myself because of anxiety and... Uh, I just thought that everyone else would reject me too if they ever saw that part of me or if I had a panic attack in front of other people or at work that that was my one disqualifier and my one thing that just made me completely unlovable and so I started with this mantra of I love and accept myself whenever I felt that shame or that fear come up so a lot of the times it was during a panic attack or during like a period of anxiety a lot of the time it would be at work when I would have a panic attack or on my way to work um, or you're stuck in traffic. There's a lot of like triggers, but I would sit there and instead of my initial run away from this feeling because it's uncomfortable, I don't want to feel this. Julia, why are you feeling this again? You're so dumb. Just get over it. You shouldn't even have anxiety. Other people don't have anxiety. Why do you have anxiety? You like fall into this self-shaming cycle, trying to make yourself a different person, wishing that in this moment you are different, you're in a different place, a different headspace. And that's the moment where you have to drop in and say I love and accept myself in this moment, in this hard moment. It's one thing to love and accept yourself when you look really good and you feel really good and you're having a great day. It's another thing completely to say I love and accept myself when you're falling into your shame cycle. Say you just binged or you just purged or you cheated on someone or you lied to your parents or whatever it is that's causing you to have shame. That's kind of like a fork in the road where you get to decide is this a moment where I'm going to reject and abandon myself and feel shame? Or is this a moment where I'm going to choose to accept and love myself and embrace myself? Almost like hugging a little kid, giving yourself like an inward hug and saying, this sucks, but I love you. This sucks, but I accept you. So that really changed things for me when in the midst of anxiety and panic, I could put my hand on my heart and take deep breaths and say, I love and accept you right now. Because that was my like ugly space. That was the thing I didn't want anyone to see. That was the thing I wished didn't exist inside of me. That was the thing I rejected in myself. And what's crazy is that when I started doing this consistently and just uh, truly spending time to love and accept those places instead of running away in rejection and trying to push it away or numb or whatever, I actually started having less panic attacks. I started having less anxiety um, because it wasn't as scary anymore because I realized, okay, well, if it happens, I'll just take a moment with myself and accept that moment, accept that anxious feeling and move through it. And it just made it so much less scary. I think that's big. We're realizing that even if the worst case scenario does happen, you're still going to love yourself through that. Even if it does happen, you're, it doesn't make you unworthy. It doesn't make you a failure. Yes, this thing might have happened, but you're still valued. You're still acceptable. And accepting yourself before that happens helps you to conquer it already. Yeah. Self-acceptance is a huge part of self-love because self-rejection is a huge part of self-hatred. They kind of go hand in hand. And I spent so long and so many years rejecting myself because I felt like the parts of there were parts of me that were rejectable and that weren't good. 
Um, and it wasn't until I started embracing those really dark places, those hard memories from childhood, those mistakes that I made as an adult or things I wish I hadn't have done, those all of those like shame things that you shove deep inside your soul and you're like, please go away. This was like the worst of me. It's those things that you actually have to bring out and like bring into the light and hug them and say, I love and accept this Julia. Mm -hmm. I love and accept the Julia who did this. I love and accept the Julia who felt that. I love and accept the Julia who has an anxiety disorder. There was a lot of things that I was really trying to push away and be more perfect and be more healed. And in that process, I abandoned myself. And there's no way to love yourself if you're only half of a person. It fractures you when you reject and abandon the parts of yourself that are hurting and struggling. The only way to truly love yourself is to actually accept all of yourself. And that brings me back to that verse when it says that you're fully accepted by God. God is love. So that means that love is fully accepting. And until we start to accept ourselves, um, it's going to be really hard to grow in loving yourself. And sometimes you can start that work on your own. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need a counselor and a therapist. And I totally did. There's been parts of my journey that I've done on my own. And there have been parts that were too deep for me to unpack by myself. Where I said, I want to love and accept this part of myself, this hard memory or this thing that I did and regret. But I don't even know where to start because this is too big and too heavy for me. And that's where I would get help. And I'd bring someone else into it and they would shine a flashlight and they'd say, let's do this together. And I think oftentimes once you, if you say I need help in this area, it's just a word or two that'll get you going on it. And then you ended up bringing it up out of yourself. I know when we've had conversations in the past that listening is just a big thing. If yeah. I, if I can listen to you, you end up kind of solving the situation and, and, expressing what needs to be talked about in that moment yeah totally sometimes people can draw things out of you that you might not have seen yourself and I know that a lot of the ways that I've come to love myself is actually because of something that someone else said to me um it's because of something else that someone else pointed out to me so one time I remember I was in therapy and going through some really hard stuff that I went through as a kid and um she's asking me questions and you know, wow, you went through that on your own. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh. And you know, you just kind of went on with your life and you, you took care of this and you handled this. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, and at the end of this session, she said, you're really resilient. Like you don't understand. In my counseling practice, we counsel people who have a really hard time growing and changing and we can work with them for years and they just have a really hard time getting past, um, their, their hurt and their pain. But you have done so much work and and you really wanted to survive from a young age like you're really resilient and that was just so affirming to me and from that point forward that's now one of the main words that I use to describe myself because she told me that not because I pulled that out of myself but because someone else noticed that in me and said you should be a lot worse than you are you're really resilient and you're really strong. And ever since then, that was something I was able to love about myself. I might not love my past. I might not love things that happened to me as a kid, but I can love that I'm resilient and that I made it through it. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I love that. And there's other things that people have pointed out over the years that I've taken on and I wouldn't have really um, embraced them and loved them about myself if someone else didn't say it. So I think that part of loving yourself isn't just loving those dark places and those hard places. That's a huge part of it. Like I said, 
with my anxiety sitting there and saying, I love and accept myself right now in my most ugly panic attack moment. That was a huge turning point. But another part of loving yourself is loving all the good things about you. Um, you can't just notice your weaknesses. And I feel like a lot of the time, if you deal with shame or if you've had trauma, um, or if you're struggling, you really will hone in on all of your weaknesses and you will be able to spout off 10 of your own weaknesses in 10 seconds because you know them and you think about them and you want to change them. But if someone said name 10 strengths, you might not be able to because Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about those as much. And part of loving yourself is thinking about all the ways you're awesome too, because that's a huge Mm -hmm. part of you, not just those dark, broken places. Yeah. Instead of thinking why you're rejectable, think about why you're acceptable. It's it's a, a mind shift and it's hard to do sometimes. It's it's really easy to live in that life of rejection or failure. I mean, you were kind of talking about how somebody told you that you were resilient and not everybody has that other person to tell them that. So sometimes you just have to, to look with inside and make that decision to to live in acceptance. I mean, all my life, ever since I started dating and kind of growing up and everything, everybody always used to tell me that, you know, I'm clingy, I'm clingy, I'm clingy. And so I started looking at that as a rejectable trait so then I would distance myself in relationships but really learning about what my personality type is has helped me to realize that that's not a flaw it's just I love deeply and I'm all in on everything I do whether it's a relationship whether it's a marriage whether it's a friendship I mean I'm there all the time for my friends so yeah, yeah. you could call that clingy but I'm the first one to step up if you need to ride home late at night or if you need me to <clears throat> excuse me you need me to help you move like it's not a flaw. It's a good thing. Yeah. And that's a great point because sometimes we label ourselves as something that's just not true because what might have been called clingy from a girl who wasn't into it is actually commitment. So sometimes we label ourselves as, you know, weak when really maybe we're sensitive. Um, there's, so Eric isn't a clingy person. When he told me that when we got together, he said, this is why a lot of the girls that I've been with have broken up with me. I was really surprised because I didn't see that in him at all. I saw someone who was very committed. Um, he's a type two on the Enneagram and he loves really well and he loves really fully. And it's just so interesting that sometimes we can label ourselves, um, as something that's actually a really, we can label ourselves as something negative. That's actually a really great trait. So I would challenge you, if you've labeled yourself as something, actually look at it and be like, am I weak or am I just really highly sensitive? Am I clingy or am I just actually really good at loving people? That's a great way to reframe. Yeah, I think so. And even like with your um, traits and everything and, and personality type, it's, you know, you've always thought of it as a flaw that you could feel so deeply and feel people's emotions and stuff, but it's such a blessing that you've turned around in the last couple of years with the internal work that you can relate so much deeper to other people that because you can feel their feelings and because you have experiences that are similar to them, it's just, it's a different mindset. Like, you know, I, I said clinging and you said, uh, what'd you say? Um, committed, committed. Yes. And so it, it's just a, it's a mindset change. It, that It's the same thing as rejected to accept it. It's looking at, looking at the situation from a different angle and realizing that it's actually a benefit and it's not a flaw. And that is actually probably one of the main takeaways from all the counseling I've done. That's something huge that counselors do is they reframe things for you. So like, for example, I have a really hard time in crowds. I would say that I'm someone who definitely kind of struggles with social anxiety in certain situations, say like at a concert or 
stuck in traffic or at Costco, I can get overwhelmed by other people's energies really easily. And I can start to feel like very claustrophobic. And that's something that I don't really love about myself. That's something that I was really frustrated with for a really long time. And so I would just kind of shame myself. Say I was at Costco and I started to get anxious. I'd be like, Julia, you're so dumb. Look at all these people shopping like normal. You're so weird. I would just really be super down on myself. And then I started to kind of reframe it and I said, why am I feeling this way? You know, so much of our shame can be eliminated if we just start to like give space and evaluate why we're feeling this way. And I realized I'm a really sensitive person and I just feel so deeply. And then I realized that's not a flaw. That's not a, that's not bad. That allows me to be sensitive to other people's needs. That allows me to um, counsel other people well, to speak to difficult things well, to really like understand the nuances of emotion and maybe it's just a little bit harder for me in this area and that's okay and like I said that actually kind of started to get rid of the anxiety that I was having socially when I started to realize I am not going to shame myself and condemn myself for feeling anxious at a concert or at a crowd or whatever I'm actually just going to be like wow Julia you are so sensitive and so in tune with your energy that you can really tell when there's a shift in your energy because you're around someone who's depressed or you're around just too many people and it starts to feel chaotic in your own heart because you want to connect with people one-on-one and feel out where they're at and um, give people time and space for for uh for their inner world and sometimes it can feel overwhelming being surrounded by people does that make sense totally and it's not all the time it's it's sometimes you struggle with that and realizing and accepting that is huge i mean you went black friday shopping last year and it was fine yeah yeah i've definitely grown a ton because i started to ask myself what are you feeling in this moment that's a huge thing is just being so good and so kind to that little kid inside of you we're all just grown up little kids and so i started when anxiety would come instead of rejecting myself and being like stop feeling this way stop feeling like that I'll just kind of reflect for, sometimes it just takes like a millisecond. I'll just be like, why are you feeling this way? Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I haven't made time for myself. I haven't meditated or had alone time and I'm just doing too much. Um, Sometimes I feel really stressed out about something going on in my life and I've been not addressing it and it's bubbling over. There's always reasons why we do the things we do and why we feel the way that we feel. And sometimes the most loving thing that you can do for yourself is to just ask your to ask that that kid inside of you what do you need what are you feeling right now um growing up there I don't really want to get too much into it but there wasn't a lot of acknowledging emotions there was a lot of pushing down emotions or denying them or saying don't feel like that don't be emotional and so I realized as I grew up that I did that to myself too um abandoned my emotions and just kind of push things down and so when I started to actually just make room for myself to exist and say why are you feeling like this? And, and when I started to be really gentle with that inner self, instead of condemning and harsh with that inner self, that was like a huge part of my self-love journey. Don't be emotional. That is probably something that rings in with so many people and is so deep and crazy for guys and girls. It's As a guy, you have this inner thought of, I can't be emotional, I can't be vulnerable. But when you realize what emotion you're actually feeling and why you're feeling with it it makes Mm -hmm. you so much stronger yeah 
And don't ever say that to a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what's so crazy now is looking back is the reason why I was told don't be emotional. Don't, you know, um, don't overreact was because I was dealing with a parent who wasn't super in tune with their own emotions and they didn't want to look at their own emotions. And so they didn't want to look at mine. Um, And it's just so important in our journey to take time and take space to just say, I love and accept myself right now as I am in this ugly space and this hard space. Um, Looking at yourself in the mirror sometimes, like that's a really cool thing that you can do is mirror talk where you look at your own eyes, you look at your own face in the mirror and you you speak life to yourself. Um, You say, I love you. You're doing a really good job. Um, Your body is beautiful. That's been a huge thing for me postpartum. You know, learning to love yourself is a daily journey because we're always changing. So learning to love myself postpartum has been this new journey. Um, And looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you're super hot, (laughs) even if I don't feel like it, or I really love you. You're doing such a good job. That's huge. Yeah. When you were talking about looking in the mirror, I imagined it kind of brought the two things together as you were talking about. Everybody has this inner child that, you know, you could be 56 years old, but at the end of the day, you're still a child. You still have the same emotions and the same growth as being a kid. Yeah. And I saw you like looking in the mirror and you see the child in the mirror Mm -hmm. and, you know, even digging a little bit deeper, accepting the child, the issues that you had Mm -hmm. as a child or that I had as a child and being like, you are loved, you're accepted. If you necessarily didn't hear that Mm -hmm. back then. So true. Um, That's a great point. I didn't really hear a lot of I love and accept you as a kid. Um, And so doing that now, you know, it's never too late to heal wounds. It's never too late. And my parents were great. They did. They loved to the best of their own abilities. But all of us come out of childhood with wounds. All of us come out of adulthood with wounds. Um, And so this isn't to to be down on them. It's just saying we have the responsibility over our inner world and our inner child our inner life is no one else's responsibility. Our healing and our wholeness is no one else's responsibility. And everybody's journey is different. You know, like like I was kind of getting at is if you could be 50 or 60 years old, but if you got stuck in some emotion when you were 10, you could still be 10 years old inside. Like, and you could still have, you know, little tantrums and little fits or whatever that totally. because you never got past this struggle. Like that's why accepting yourself where you're at now and where you were at or issues that you might have had in the past and being like, you know, this wasn't right or whatever. But I accept that. I accept where I was at. I accept this mistake. I accept this failure. I yeah. expect accept this feeling that you're allowing yourself to grow internally. Totally. There's always a reason why we do the things that we do. And when we can just look internally and and ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? Or what am I feeling right now? Sometimes it's just, what am I feeling? Oh man, I'm feeling rejected. Say you're like acting crazy, acting a fool and picking a fight with your husband. Like I've totally been there. And then I have to ask myself, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm actually feeling like forgotten and like I'm not loved by him. And this is a really unhealthy way of trying to get attention. Um, taking space and time to just let ourselves be whatever beautiful, ugly, broken, whole part of ourselves we're acting out of that moment is, is a really, it's a really big deal. Babe, (laughs) are you dead? Yeah, no, I, I was deep in thought of thinking about the child inside and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Totally. And I know this is like super deep, um, so sorry about that, but 
basically, I just wanted to address how loving ourselves really does start with acceptance, um, being able to accept ourselves. And if you're having a hard time accepting those deep, dark parts of you, bring someone into your journey with you, a counselor, a therapist, a friend, someone at church, some uh, a self-help book, a podcast. Um, or know, us. Or us. <laughs> bring us into it. Send us a message. Give us a call, whatever. I'll We're here to help you. too. I will love you so hard. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, do you want to say anything else, babe, about accepting yourself? I accept that the leaps in the backyard are going to keep falling until... <laughs> <laughs> until you clean them up? Until I clean them up again. <laughs> I spent two hours with a mulcher in the backyard on Monday cleaning them up, and I'm looking in the backyard, and it is worse than it was after I cleaned it up on Monday, and or before I cleaned it up. It's just practice for having a toddler. That's like what they do to your house. I'm accepting that the leaves are going to fall every year. Yep. (laughs) There you go. So I want to give you guys like a little project, a little activity that you can do just to kind of bring this work into your real life and go a little bit deeper with it. Maybe make a list of a few things that have been said to you or that you've said about yourself that are negative um, or like Eric said how he had this sticker on him. I almost imagine it like someone writes something on a post-it and they stick that post-it to you and you carry that post-it on you throughout your life until you decide to take it off or until you decide to rewrite it. So we have post-its on us, good and bad. So like he had this post-it of being clingy and it had to be, you know, re-evaluated. But that clingy one, that clingy title was on him until he decided to look at it and say, is this actually who I am? And say, no, actually, I'm just really good at loving and I'm committed to people. And that, so he rewrote that post-it, stuck it on, took off the one that said clingy. So we all have these labels. Either we put them on ourselves or other people do. And so I would just really challenge you to write down a few, maybe three labels that you have had um, on yourself and to rewrite them uh, to say, you know, like for me, a label would be anxious. Um, and I could look at that and say, um, I don't want to be labeled as an anxious person. And maybe I do struggle with anxiety. Yes. But maybe I'm just really sensitive. Maybe I just feel really deeply and that actually is my superpower and that's my strength. Um, super mom. Yeah. Or if someone says, I don't know, whatever it is, I can't really emotional what we talked about yeah that was one that I had on me for a long time from childhood was that I was always just emotional um and it made me shut down my very real very valid emotions for a really long time and just try to be be like I'm fine everything's fine because I didn't want to be emotional um and you know at the end of the day I can rewrite that and say actually I'm just like a beautifully feeling human who has emotions that are 100% valid and allowed to be felt so I can rewrite that emotional is just like I'm human and I'm allowed to feel deeply because if you just say you're fine for your whole life because you don't want to be labeled as emotional you're going to miss out on so much you're going to miss out on so many highs and lows you're going to miss out on feeling sad or exuberant or joyful or disappointed and we were meant to feel things Um, and so it's just so important to look at some of those post-its that are on you and rewrite them for yourself Yeah, so let's take this week to accept ourselves and accept each other and rewrite the script. Totally, yeah. Good luck. (laughs) It's hard. It's an everyday everyday thing where you have to wake up and choose to go that path. Yeah, 
totally. But when you rewrite things, it gets so much easier. You kind of just like write a new script for yourself and stop saying the old, the old untrue things over yourself. I don't know. It's kind of, it, it's, it's hard. Inner work is hard because it's easier to just ignore everything going on inside, but it's actually like pretty easy. Once you rewrite things for the rest of your life, you get to own that new truth about yourself. Um, like I used to just, this is one more example, um, about how other people can like bring things out in you. I used to just think that I was like, um, not stupid, but just like that I had, that I made, had bad jokes basically. I thought that I like was just kind of dumb and (laughs) like a dumb blonde. Yeah, no, that's actually so true. That's kind of how I saw it. It's like, I'm just a dumb blonde. And then I remember one day I was at dinner with my family and my brother looked at me, my older brother, and he said, um, you know, cause I'm a middle child. And he said, you know, middle children are known for being really funny. And I don't know why that like changed my whole life. But in that moment I was like, I am so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am hilarious. <laughs> and I just like started, I just took that new truth. I was like, I'm not dumb. I'm not a dumb blonde who makes bad jokes. I'm really funny. I make people laugh. And from that moment forward, not only did I get funnier, but I really owned that part of myself to like do stupid dances in front of Eric or say like a dirty joke at the perfect timing that makes people laugh or whatever it is. I just realized like I'm a really funny person. Um, You are goofy and you own it. I love it. Yeah, I used to try to kind of hide the goof because I thought I was just stupid. And now, like, goofiness is part of who I am. You know, like, I love, like, Kristen Wiig and these female comedians who are so funny and so themselves. And they just so own their ridiculousness. And that's totally how I feel now. And I love that about myself. Burt Kreischer owns his shirt and taking well, it off. He's a dude who never wears a shirt. Yeah, and he accepts himself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, just take some time and think about what labels you've put on yourself and how you can rename them and how you can accept yourself on a deeper level because all of you is acceptable. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. I mean, and I'm telling you, I've seen some stuff. I've gone through some crazy inner healing, but it's all lovable. Even those really dark places, they can be loved and they need love the most actually. That is true. Turn the light on. Totes. Well, thanks for joining us on our adventure Thanks through for loving yourself. Letting me spew onto you. I don't feel like that had any rhyme or reason. I think it was great. You were on a roll, and I had a little bit of input, but I think uh, it was nice. It's, some people are going to get some good stuff out of this. and I hope so. We're going to accept ourselves better every day. I hope so. I accept the part of me that doesn't know what I'm doing. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, so join yeah. us next week Let for us part know, two. Yeah, we're going to do another one more part next week about this. Let us know, though, if any part of this podcast resonated with you. I would just personally love to know. And uh, come like us on Instagram at Griffin Unfiltered Podcast. And go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. We would love to spend every week with you and bring you into our unfiltered fam we're still trying to make it to that dinner at 100 followers so. if you remember episode two or three we we decided that when we get to 100 followers eric's taking me to ruth chris steakhouse so if you want to help us out with that i'd be very appreciative or you can send some ruth chris gift cards and that works too <laughs> Oh, golly gosh. Well, I'm going to go get ready for our fun dinner date tonight, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Cool. Later.